Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Bears. Thank you so much for checking us out right here in the Believe Sports Network or on Sports Talk Chicago. Got a great episode coming in 30 seconds, but hold on. we got to talk about our sponsor, BetOnline.ag. And BetOnline, look, it's your number one source for all your sports betting needs. The greatest, latest odds and matchups reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Hop on that phone, your mobile device right now, sign up today, get in on the action remember to use promo code believe b-l-e-a-v because when you do you will receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for coming back into believe in bears we're back baby summer is almost over which means football is upon us training camp is happening so let's bring in my co-host right now to talk all about it he is west end golf course's very own fox 32 chgo a man of many talents a man about to go on vacation it's Corey wooten what's up Corey? hey what's going on my man it's been a minute um football season is right around the corner we got training camp going I know football fans and especially Bears fans are excited to see the team this season. Uh, they've been the talk on every major publication, radio show, TV show, um, everybody buzzing about them. Justin Fields, this offense, what they're going to do. Is he going to take the next step? So there's a lot that we're going to dive into on this because it's been a minute. Legitimate hype. We're definitely going to do a little training camp breakdown here just in a little bit, but we got to get to some news and notes because some big stuff came down the pipe late last night. The Bears made two signings. Let's start with the first big one, yeah. and this is right in Corey's corner right here. Yannick Ngakwe signs for one year, $10.5 million, $10 million guaranteed. A lot of rumors about this all summer long. Yeah. The Bears got the deal done, hopefully at the number that they wanted. Corey, your reaction to this signing, and then just tell Bears fans a little bit about Yannick Ngakwe's game and yeah. what he brings to the table. Uh, we have been talking about this in the offseason. I was like, he's a guy they need to look for. And, and I think Bears fans think, oh, man, he can't play the run. He's not going to be in every down end in there. They're, they're going to play him to rush after the passer because that's the spot that the Bears have been really lacking last year. I think they had 22 sacks as a team. And as a D line, I believe they had seven total. So six and a half. <laughs> so y Yannick, Yannick has averaged around seven and a half per year throughout his career. So he can get after the passer. So I think this is going to be uh, rushing situations. They'll put him in there, let him loose, kind of like how they did for, you know, Dwight Freeney back in the day, just pin your ears back and rush. And he's very talented at that. He's kind of bounced around a lot. And I know people have talked about maybe he's, there's some issues in the locker room, but I, I think Eberflus and company, um, they have the right locker room, the right situation, and I think he'll do really well in those pass rush situations. So I love the pickup. Um, I'm looking for him to get double-digit sacks this year. I really think he can in that role, and um, it'll take pressure off some of the other guys like Demarcus Walker and company. You could have him slide inside of the three technique, which he did in Tennessee as well. Yeah, when we're talking about Yannick Ngakwe, he's played in Matt Eberflus's system, but he's never played for Matt Eberflus before. Exactly. So hopefully the transition is going to be very smooth. There are some coaches that know him from the Raiders. Clearly, they must have done their homework with the Colts about what they think yeah. that he can bring to the table. And look, this has been the biggest concern for me and for you over the last year is what are we doing with this defensive line? And at the very least, at the base bare minimum, the Bears got better at that position with, as you said, a veteran guy whose floor is incredibly high in terms of sacks, 
quarterback yeah. hits, I think 39 quarterback hits over the last two years. So Corey, you know, when we dispel, let's go a little bit further, just a little bit on that run mm -hmm. game situation where they say yeah. that he can't stop the run. He's only a third down guy. What do you think the bears are trying to do schematically philosophy wise to stop the run? Is it, I mean, and this is just me mm -hmm. novice, someone who didn't play the game is what I'm thinking yeah. is that they're trying to get more stout in the middle and use their linebackers and maybe use mm -hmm. nickelbacks like Kyler Gordon to protect a little bit more of that outside yeah. contain to stop the run. What are you seeing with that signing and how they're going to maybe try and attack that area, which was one of the worst in football last year? Yeah, well, I, I think them beefing up Dexter and Pickens and all these guys up the middle, Andrew Billings, um, they're really going to try to stop that run because last year they struggled in, in rush defense, right? Uh, Ng Yannick Ngaku, the thing is, with the Tampa 2 scheme, you don't need to be the strongest guy in, in the room, right? And, and people say he's a little bit undersized, doesn't play the run well. But look at look at a guy like Simeon Rice, right? That was 6'5". They listed him at 260. He was probably around 240, to be honest with you. Um, and he played the run really well in that Tampa 2 scheme with Rod Marinelli, Lovey Smith. It's all about getting off the ball. So if, if Yannick can get off the ball and set the edge, he doesn't have to drive people back. But your get off and your penetration is what sets the edge. But I see him, like I said earlier, in more of a role as straight pass rush. But I think this Bears team, I know they're going to stop the run this year, beefing up that interior uh, defensive line. It's going to allow the the linebackers to to flow and go because I think that's the real strength of this defense. You know, you, you talk about all the pieces that they added in there. So I, it's going to be a very fun year. Um, I know Yannick will get the pressure. We're kind of seeing who else will really stand out uh, at the other defensive end position because, like I said, Walker on pass rush situations, he's going to move to the three technique because that's what he did in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And I think they liked his versatility, the fact that he could play the run really well on that left side and then come in pass rush situations and play that three technique. Yeah, and word on the street is through training camp that Demarcus Walker has been one of the more vocal players on the field. So I, honestly, I think you kind of like to see that from a, from a new guy on the team trying to make a place. Um, maybe a final one on this is if we're trying to project ceiling right now, mm -hmm. Corey, um, for this defense, I think it's safe to say that last year this defense as a whole probably finished in the back half of the NFL. I think yep. the defensive line clearly was at the bottom of the NFL. Mm -hmm. With all these additions from a TJ Edwards to a Terrell Edmonds uh, to the guys that you just mentioned that we drafted, Demarcus Walker, and now Yannick Ngaku, mm -hmm. um, what, are, how are you projecting this defense now? Can they get to middle of the pack or maybe even just getting you know more into that 2022 area amongst the yeah. NFL? Is, is it an improvement enough that can helpfully help the Bears this year? I think it'll be a significant improvement. And um, the, the, my, my one area of concern is the pass rush, right? We, we address that with Yannick. Still have a little bit left with the other end position. But I think the rush defense is going to be greatly improved. And that's half the battle when it comes to situations. If you can't stop the run, then, when it, then you're not in, in third and favorable situations for a pass rush, right? And they might they might mix some things up because the linebackers are probably the most talented group, right? They'll, they'll probably bring some blitz packages and then ideally next year really stack up that defensive line and get two ends, two to three ends that really can rush the passer. But I think the, the rush defense is, is going to be significantly better. And that's half the battle in this league. You look at the teams that are successful defensively are ones that can stop the run. And a year ago, they couldn't do that. So I look for the rush defense to vastly improve. And I think as a whole, the total overall defense, their ranking will improve as well. 
Yeah, and when you mentioned the secondary too, you know, one more year stacking up with more pass rushers, more defensive line, you're going to have three or four guys like pretty much fully formed NFL pros in their prime with like a Kyler Gordon, Jaquan exactly. Brisker. We're going to see what Tyreek Stevenson does this year and whether they re-sign Jalen Johnson. But that's maybe that moment when it all comes together a little bit, Corey. I know that's kind of looking down the road a little yeah. bit, but that's what Ryan Poles is trying to build on this defense right now. And remember, Bears fans, you know, they're actually you can you can do a lot with a little right when you go maybe from 31st in the NFL to maybe 23rd or 22nd that's a big enough jump with the Chicago Bears team that was in a lot of football games last year that you can maybe maybe turn some of those L's into W's and obviously we're going to find out in about a month uh the other one was this morning they signed Mercedes Lewis yeah a man who came into the NFL when I graduated college Corey yeah I have gray <laughs> hair in my beard now the 39 year old um signs a one-year deal um, you know, we don't have to get too much into this, but what's what's your take on it? What do you think he brings to the team? Can he break with camp? You think he'll be on the roster week one? What do you think he's going to bring to the Bears? Yeah, they're, they're, he's he's basically an, an extra offensive lineman, a great blocker. Um, you know, I know he's been a red zone threat throughout his career a little bit. I don't think that was that's what they're going to utilize him as. But you look at what what they're trying to do offensively, right? Really establish that run. And he's arguably one of the best blocking tight ends to ever play in the game. Um, you know, hands down. I've went against him, played against him multiple times. Jacksonville re really brings it, you know, because the the what they think about tight ends nowadays, guys that want to split out and can't block, but he's an old school type blocker. I actually played against him my freshman year of college. We played against UCLA in the um Valer uh what was it, the Sun Bowl in El Paso, Texas. And I just remember seeing him like six seven, six eight, two seventy, just a freak of nature. But he's been able to play for such a long time and really been a stable force on the on the uh, rushing attack on on offense. So I look for him to really solidify that. So I think he'll make the team, and I think he'll be um, you know a real real force in there. Him and Komet, uh, sometimes two tight end sets, and um, I think that's really where he's going to make his mark. Bears fans, just keep in mind, caught only six passes last year. Two of them were for touchdowns, to be very fair. But, yeah, I agree with you. Just obviously a depth piece, veteran presence, another guy in the offense that, you know, I don't know if he's going to help Justin Fields, but it's just another guy that knows what he's doing out there. Exactly. And you're right, man. Like, they can get a little creative in those short yardage situations, get a little even more creative in the red zone, which I honestly, you know, we'll get to that a little bit later, but – I'm just so intrigued to see what our red zone packages look like this year with a player like Justin Fields in a second year of an offense with Luke Getze with a running game that was one of the best in the NFL. I mean, man, when you talk about dynamic versatility, yeah. what they can do at any moment at any play in the red zone, um, I think it's really intriguing and it has a possibility to be a real strong point. Um, yeah, Corey, let's, let's get into oh, that yeah, red zone real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell, so, tell me more about so that, it, dude. Yeah, so that, that's an area they really struggled. We have talked about this the past two years, really struggling in the red zone. And I think this is where they're really going to change, like the defensively changing from being really bad at the rush defense to, to being middle of the pack and, and decent. I think they're really going to be to one of the top teams in the red zone. I'm going to tell you why, right? Cole Komet's another year in the system. Robert Tanyan is a really good red zone threat. And then you look at DJ Moore. Claypool, right? Claypool is really seeming to come into his own because why? There's no pressure on him to be a number one, right? He has the mm -hmm. size. He has all the tools to be a number one, but he's not a number one. You look at all the years he's done really well in Pittsburgh, 
is when he had Antonio Brown, all these other guys, and he was the number two or three option. So I think Claypool is going to have a great season. I think Cole Komet's really going to make his mark in the red zone with Robert Tanyan. I think that's going to be a great connection. And then our running back crew, um, and then having a guy like Mercedes Lewis to be in there in the two tight end sets when you need a yard or two to get in the end zone. And I, I really think the Bears are going to significantly change red zone offense because they were one of the worst a year ago and i think they're going to be one of the best because of all the pieces they put together and i'm really i'm really looking forward to that because i think a lot of teams that win are successful score touchdowns in the red zone as opposed to turning it over or having settling for field goals oh yeah no i mean that's i mean that's plagued bears offenses for gosh as long as i've been around as long as mercedes lewis has been around it's been plaguing bears offenses and corey just real quick you know as a former defensive lineman what does that do when justin fields shotgun snap quick break out like he's going to run on the five yard line of the red zone everyone sucks it in and you've got yeah. backdoor options over here you got exactly. clay tall clay pool in the corner right there yeah. i mean like it's just got them guessing in such a small amount of time and and I'm with you, man. I just think they're going to be able to pick people apart with the type of weapons that they now have in this offense. Exactly. It's, it's going to be a fun thing to watch. And I think people, uh, I think the jury is still out for Justin Fields. I think there's a lot of people that really don't believe in him, right? Because they think, oh, he ran so much last year. You look, you look at, uh, you know, his completion percentage, you look at these numbers. And I'm like, you realize that the, the offensive line, it, it really wasn't the best. Uh, you talk about the the weapons not having that true number one. Uh, this year, there's no excuses, right? He has all the pieces to the puzzle offensively to be successful, right? They surrounded him with a great running back room, tight end room, wide receiver, the offensive line. They went out and got Darnell Wright. They got Nate Davis. So all the pieces to the puzzle are there. Justin Fields, I'm telling you, he will be a top 10 quarterback this year. Like I, the way he's transitioned, we've, we've been talking, um, you know, you hear on Twitter about, you know, all these, all these talent evaluators saying how different Justin Fields looks this year compared to last year. Right. And I know it's training camp and people take that with a grain of salt, but how you practice and what you bring to the table in training camp helps set you up for success. It doesn't guarantee it, but he definitely looks different. The pieces to the puzzle are there. I expect him to have a breakout year and, and people are say, Oh, well, I, I'm not saying he's going to throw for 400 yards, but I think he'll be in that 250 to 300 range. They'll have a great running game. He's not going to run the ball as much as he did a year ago. Maybe there'll be a couple plays here or there, but I think he's really going to transition and establish himself as an efficient passer in this league. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Like you look at even a guy like Tyler Scott for all of a sudden we're running the football. You take a hard, hard uh, run fake go deep mm -hmm. to him because he's a he's a burner so all the pieces to the puzzle are there Justin Fields will be a top 10 quarterback I I, I really believe that um I, I'm looking forward to it and this is the most excited I've been about a bear season since I played really wow even more than 19 2019 yep. yeah, yeah after yeah. really I'm, yeah I'm, I was I'm, I was I'm pumped after that year I was like oh here we go it, baby. exactly yeah because I I think Justin Fields like really hasn't scratched the surface of what he can be and talking about a team actually doing things to to have him be successful. And I think that's what they've done. And, and they know that. They're like, listen, we have to see everything from Justin Fields this year, right? Because it's a huge year for him. They got Caleb Williams coming out from USC next year. We got two first-round picks. They have to see what, what Justin Fields can do. And they surrounded him with all the pieces to the puzzle. So at this point, there's no excuses, right? If he doesn't perform well, that's on him. 
but I really do believe he's going to take the next step here. And I think a lot of people are going to eat the words. I tell you, man, it's been kind of a roller coaster for me when the season ended. Um, I was really excited to see what Justin can do with another off season in another year in Lucchetti's offense, see what happens. And then over the summer, I did go through like an element of an area of skepticism. I walked the desert of skepticism on Justin Fields, but then I tell you, man, the last couple of weeks, the more I, I think about it and the more that you're starting to see it now a little bit on the field, man, I'm, I'm yeah. kind of coming right back there with you. And look, if people want to say that he can't throw, if he throws the ball 30 times a game, okay. But he threw the ball only 18 times a game last year, all right? We're calling that, if you want to talk small sample size, that's kind of where we're getting at a little bit with that there. You know, let's see if he can actually, you know, put the ball in the air a couple more times a game. I'm not yep. saying he needs to throw it 30 times a game, but if he gets to 23, 24 a game, and as you said, gets those extra 50 yards every once in a while from a guy like Tyler Scott, all of a sudden these numbers look a little better and more people start to shut up. So, exactly. Corey, I want to get to you a training camp here because – Look, man, people are really excited to watch football. I'm really excited to watch football. So now, you know, everyone's really absorbing every single detail um, with a level that we can all debate whether it is too much or too little. Mm. And there's great people that I respect so much at training camp um, reporting and talking about each play every single day. But, you know, I just want to ask you as the former player, you've been through so many different training camps. You've seen the ups and the downs and the reasons for why the downs happen and the things that you build off when the ups happen. So for bears fans out there, you know, can you actually like really tell us what training camp is about? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when they have a bad day, does it mean that the offense sucks or does it, it's just a part of the process of them trying to get a little bit better and, yeah. and let's and help people get off the seesaw of Justin Fields a exactly. little bit right now. Exactly. I mean, in training camp, you're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days. Right. And, and it's all learning experience, right? Because when the offense and defense are going against each other, we always say, oh, the offense won the day that day. Defense won the day. It goes back and forth. So my thing is like this. They throw the kitchen sink at, you know, Justin Fields and, and vice versa. You know, the offense throws the kitchen sink at them because they want everyone to get better. So I, I think the thing is, as long as you're getting better every day, right, and, and necessarily like, yeah, he might throw a pick here or there, but they go back to the drawing board. They watch that film and they say, you, you made that throw there, but look over here. He was wide open there. So it's all a learning experience and training camp is a great opportunity, right? To practice, to practice, to get everybody together, go through 11 on 11, seven on seven drills, get the timing of everything. Cause you got to think about it, right? The off seasons in the NFL are getting shorter and shorter, right? So he's had less time with DJ Moore than 20 years ago, a quarterback would have had with his receiver. So they're getting on the same page, him and Claypool really seem on the, on the same page. And I, I, I think, I think, Claypool is going to really surprise a lot of people this year. I, I really do. Cause I know people have been uh, very down on him. Um, I saw him in Arizona uh, at the waste management. I mean, he looks like a defensive end. It's unbelievable. His size. He's, like, he's close to six, five, probably about two forty five. solid. Um, I just think when the pressure is off him, he doesn't have to be that number one. That's where he flourishes. And I think this year, look look at all the weapons on there from DJ Moore to him to Darnell Mooney. Uh, Cole Komet is really coming to his own. Robert Tanyan as well. And you look at the talented running back room. There's so many weapons in place. And uh, I, I really think this is going to be a great year. And in, in training camp, right, you take some things with a grain of salt, right? If he had a bad day throwing picks, yeah, he's going to bounce back the next day and have a great day. So if somebody has a bad day, just like Aaron Rodgers uh, the past couple of years, in his first game, he's throwing three picks and like, mm -hmm. and then the rest of the year, he only throws two. So 
you got, you got to take things with a grain of salt, right? It's all about how you get better. It's showing you situations, the toughest situations, and all of a sudden how you react to that and how you get better. So there's no doubt in my mind that, yeah, training camp goes up and down, defense wins, offense wins. But at the end of the day, you are grinding there, you're getting better, and you're pushing each other. And I always thought, like, the, the tempo you practice at, it will make games easier, right? Because if you're playing full speed, you know, uh, Darnell Wright's going against Yannick and they're going full tilt. All of a sudden, he's working his moves on him. All of a sudden, when you get in the game, it's going to make things a little bit easier. Corey, I want to ask you a quick question on that. You're making such a great point, and Matt Eberflus is known as a high-tempo guy, um, especially in his practice. He likes his players really fast. Um, is it possible, and maybe Bears fans don't see the idea that because maybe they are playing at a certain tempo, maybe the mistakes go up early in training camp, getting used to that yeah. tempo. Is that a fair I, I thing th to say? It's so the, the thing that people don't realize, right? When you first get to training camp, you are a little out of game shape, right? And that doesn't mean people haven't been working out. It just means for football shape is different than going out there, conditioning, running. Uh, football shape takes about two weeks to get into. First two weeks of camp. You're learning, okay, I'm running to the football, I'm doing all this, I'm getting in football shape. And then, so people people don't realize that it takes some time for you to get in that type of shape. And I think um, that's why when people come in, they're like, oh, that person's out of shape or he's tired. No, no, it takes some time to get in the football shape. And uh, to be able to go hard like that, and I think practice keeps creating these habits. So then when you get to the games, the games are easier because I've always felt like the games were easier than practice practice. In my opinion, at all levels, college, the pros was, was harder than the games, right? Because they mm -hmm. test you to limit. They push you. Let's keep going high tempo. Let's go. Let's go play after play. Think about the game, right? You have, what is it? 40, 45 seconds in between each play, right? In practice, you'll do a play, then go back and do another one. You're like, Oh my, all of a sudden we got, we got two inside run drills. They go, we go, they go, we go. All of a sudden, you're like, you're doing each play in about 15 seconds. You're like, it goes quick. It gets you in shape. You learn how to how to be a pro. And especially for these younger guys, Dexter and company, I guarantee you they didn't practice the same way in college. Like, it's it just, it just different, oh, sure. right? It's up-tempo. Everything matters. It's a big deal. You have to run to the football every time or else you're running after practice. So it teaches you how to be a pro because being a pro is, is approaching things the right way, right? Uh, after practice, right? If, if you're not in the right shape, hey, we're running a little bit extra. We're doing some extra drills. We're working our hands. So it's a great opportunity. Um, I've been really excited to, to, to see Dexter. I mean, he's been flying around. He's explosive. He's raw, right? But I think when he can tap into the hands, the technique, I think this is a guy that's really going to flourish. And, and at first, when they picked him, I was a little bit like, Okay. He was playing a two-gap scheme, but they obviously saw the athleticism. They saw that there. Um, my opinion at the time was, hey, I wanted a guy that was ready to play a true three technique in this Tampa too. But this could be, uh, you know, this gamble that they had for him could end up paying off because all the tools are there. He's he's strong as an ox. He's, he's quick as can be for as big as he is. So nowadays the league is becoming of like how big and strong you are. And I think he's somebody that can that can really flourish in this scheme if if he learns, he goes to work every day and really works on that technique. Yeah, and I think that's a lot of what you're talking about 
and what Ryan Poles is talking about too as well when you're building towards something where maybe if like it comes a little bit later for Dexter but it shows sure. up eventually it's all going to be worth it in the end I just find it really fascinating that first of all I think it's awesome I want to do it sometime uh there's so many people there at training camp watching these practices commenting weighing in showing all these little clips and stuff but like I just want everyone to remember that when we're talking about training camp we are literally talking about process here mm-hmm. like they have to have adversity they have to make mistakes now is the time to do it like no one goes to someone's batting practice you know what i'm saying or like no one ever watches you at the range and maybe you're just working on fades all day long and then they go Mm. back and they're like oh well you know what i mean like he can't you know what i mean he can't hit it a certain way so i just you know you're literally witnessing process right now in these training camps And I think Bears fans just need to keep that in mind because we're frothing at the mouth for Justin Fields to succeed every day, to never throw an incomplete pass, never throw a pick. And I, you know, I think it's going to happen, right? And people are getting used to that tempo a little bit. In your opinion, Corey, just for this Bears team right now, and maybe not your general philosophy, what is your preference? Is your preference, what's best for the team right now? Is it the offense winning every day or winning most of the days? Or do you are you still like an even-handed of the defense wins, offense wins, keep that competition high? I, I, I like it. I like it even to keep the competition high because I feel like when you practice against somebody, you know their habits, right? So it's kind of not a level playing field. When you go against people from other teams, right? You study them a little bit, but going against somebody every day, you know, you know their movements. You're like, okay, I know when when this pass rusher is gonna gonna stab inside, he's coming back outside right I know when he looks right away there's a game coming so you learn people's tendencies so sometimes people get the best of each other but I think usually it goes back and forth and the way the secondary has been playing I think about the the growth from Kyler Gordon right Brisker really had a great year last year but Gordon really struggled early on everyone's like is this the right pick and sometimes it just it it's more of a curve a learning curve for some guys and gordon now is playing lights out they call him spider-man and all this spidey senses the con you and see the confidence right Corey? like exactly. the confidence is matching the play now exactly because sometimes you got to figure things out right because it is a huge jump going from playing college as a corner to playing in the nfl where you have a- absolute studs out there even the four string uh wide receiver runs a four four can run, go up and get it really good uh you know running routes so for him I feel like they finally got him in his natural position and he's really flourishing at it um and it's fun to see because everybody was really down on the pick They're like oh I like Brisker and I, I like this but I didn't like Gordon and sometimes it just takes a little bit of time for other guys and even even with Darnell Wright you know it's been up and down right some practices he's looked great his his run blocking has been great other, other times they say oh he got beat you know, in this pass rush. Oh, he wanted this pass rush. It goes up and down. And he, he realized at this level, right, you're going from playing against guys in college. Not everybody's playing in the NFL, right? Some of those guys <laughs> afterwards are, are getting a regular job. And that's just the reality of it. Now you're going against guys that were grown men that have been, that have, have beards, that have families, that's got to put food, food on the table. So it's a different, different beast. So everybody's figuring everything out. And I'm sure Darnell Wright is going to get beat in the games at times. But I guarantee you all this practice and training camp going against guys, and especially when Yannick comes here, going against a talented pass rusher like that will help get him better. Um, Corey, before we get out of here, man, anything else rattling around your brain before my final question for you? 
Um, not not that I can think of now, but I'm I'm curious it's to, early. to hear your it's, question. Yeah, well, my my question my question, man, is 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 one that I think is very fair, and and I think about it sometimes. But man, this is like it's the first week of training camp. You've been out of the league for a couple of years. You still got yeah. itchy legs. Do you still do you think about it? Like, does your body? Do you are you having some sort of weird like body feel? You know what I mean? After years no, and years not, of training not, yourself not to get ready of August. I I missed it the the first year I retired uh, for sure. Like you, you miss the locker room. You miss just like that smell of grass early in the morning, you know, like that. Yeah. That, that I play baseball. Oh, I, yeah. Dude, exactly. I don't know all about it. Now yeah. I'm like, I still get that smell when I go golfing early. So I, <laughs> but, um, but no, I, I, uh, I, I definitely miss the locker room more so than anything. Right. Obviously like you think about how you were feeling during training camp, your legs and your body and your beat up, and then you're mad at all the kickers and, uh, you know, long snappers because <laughs> they've been golfing all day at the country club. And that's why they're so good at golf. And now oh, hi, I'm guys. To catch up. Hi, guys. How are yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, now, now I'm trying to catch up and, and, you know, get get to be a golfer like Robbie Gold. And I'm like, this guy's had, you know, 20 years of playing in the league, golfing during practice. But no. Um, but yeah, no, I I, uh, I definitely just miss the atmosphere, you know, having the fans there um you know there there was your brothers and and just the especially playing with a guy like spice adams that made training camp so fun like especially my my rookie year when you're just like you're just like oh my god coaches down my neck like i'm i'm not doing well this practice then i had a good practice up and down and then he's over there goofing around so i I definitely miss the guys in the locker room and i think the biggest thing is is uh during training camp you have to focus on yourself and not anyone else. That's how I always taught myself. I'm like, yeah, I'm competing with this person or that person, but this is a competition of myself. If I get better every day and I show what I can do, it doesn't matter about anybody else. So I think, you know, any any younger person, whether it's high school, whether it's middle school, whether it's, and if, you just have to focus on yourself. Did, did I get one day better, right? And you maybe didn't have the best practice, but you maybe improved in an area with your hand usage or how you got off the football so you got to look at the positives and that's why they always have tape right because it's never as good as it seems never as bad as it seems right as long as you got one day better in some regard that's how you got to look at it it's competition against yourself that's so great man because the lessons that you learn in august can be applied somehow in week six you know what i mean i guess i guess a guy who maybe whose technique is specific to the thing that you learned that you got wrong in training camp and that's such a fascinating fascinating journey um Hot take central before we go. I think Robbie Gold kicks for the Bears this year. Mm, I can see that he's in Chicago. I, I heard he's I heard he's still been training. He's been golfing a lot. Um, but I could I could see that. I think I think they might have him uh on standby. I think uh, so. I, you know, look, I will say Cairo Santos did not have the best season last year. Yeah. They also got into the situation where they were like, well, we can't really trust him beyond 44, 45 yeah. yards, even though they tried a couple times, had problems with extra points. I think he's got to go out there and earn a job in camp. Uh, we will definitely find out in the preseason. And if it comes down to like, yeah. we can't trust a guy from 45 yards out, just go get Robbie Gold. Because 45 yards in, yeah. there's nobody and, and, there's nobody better in the game. And he's living in Chicago, so I think it's an easy transition for the family um you know he's been kicking and getting ready like uh so i I wouldn't be surprised like even even if let's say carlos santos does good during the the preseason and let's say during the season he starts slumping they they would give him a call quick hook yeah exactly so i i I could see that for sure so i guess we'll see how how everything unfolds but it'd be good to have robbie back in uh 
a Bears uniform, man. He's all-time great uh, when it comes to kicking. Uh, good dude, good for the locker room. And, um, yeah, it's, it's 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 awesome to see how great of a career he's been he's had and um yeah you never you never know in in uh, the nfl especially with kickers they could play forever look at jason hey, well, hansen yeah look and i can't go through another promising bear season with a kicking situation exactly so right, we gotta I'm, win I'm games saying, at the end of the day right you yeah, don't I'm want saying, a kicker to ruin it for you kairos just make your field goals just make your field goals man and everything's going to be all right, but I'm just saying there's a guy. Or else it's going to be as good as gold. There's a guy on the 12th hole right now who we can easily golf cart all the way down yeah. to Hallis, chip all shot. the way to the chip lake. Shot away. Just 35 yard chip shot, bro. Uh, <laughs> let's, get, let's get everybody out of here. Thank you so much for turning, tuning in to Believe in Bears. Uh, obviously, you're listening to this on wherever you get your podcasts. You can also hear us on Sirius XM. You're watching us on Sports Talk Chicago on YouTube right now. Or on the Believe Sports Network, thank you so much for tuning in. Today's episode is presented by BetOnline.ag. 50% welcome bonus when you use promo code BELIEVE. Only when you use BELIEVE. B-L-E-A-V. Joey Christopoulos, follow me at Joey Sports Guy. Corey Wooten, my friend, take us home. Uh, football yep. is here, dude. Um, great episode. I'll see you soon. Yeah, another great episode. We're looking forward to the season. Um, a lot of growth, I think, for Justin Fields in this offense. I think the defense as well. The rush defense is going to be greatly improved. Uh, the sack numbers, I think, will go up because I think they're going to mix in some blitzes. We got Yannick as well that will address some of those concerns. Demarcus Walker, I think, is going to be a great interior rusher on some of those uh, third down situations. Um, really looking forward to the season. Like I, I said, this has been the most excited I've, I've been for Bear season because I think we finally have our franchise quarterback. Um, Aaron Rodgers is not in this division anymore. Um, I think it's wide open, and I think the Bears are really going to surprise people. I think Justin Fields is going to surprise a lot of people. And, um, yeah, we're, we're going to be breaking it down throughout the season. Uh, we'll, we'll get some of these podcasts later in training camp once the games, uh, you know, come out and, and we can break some of that down. But really looking forward to, to seeing the direction of this Bears team. So I think they're going to be leaps and bounds of what they were a year ago. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. It's August. Still enjoy the summer, but guess what? Football is back, baby. So you better get ready because we're about to bear down. See you soon. Bear down, baby. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.